BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is how to make a great exit from your business. Joining us today is Rhonda Cheney, BDR Head Coach. Rhonda, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much, Matt. I'm excited to be here with you and our listeners. Wahoo. I think we've got a great new topic to discuss here today, how to make a great exit from your business. And to me, I think the the first question we need to get out there to you is, what does that really mean to make a great exit from your business? What are we talking about here? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Uh, That seems like a tall order, how to make a great exit. So when we look at uh, making a a great exit from your business, we really look at three readiness factors. Uh, One is the owner's financial readiness to exit the business. Are they financially prepared to leave, right? Have they achieved what we call the freedom point, Uh, that point where the owner has built enough value in their business that in the sale, the proceeds can fund the lifestyle expenses for the rest of their lives. So we call that the freedom score. And and again, we look at the freedom point. Are they financially able to do it? Uh, We also look at what's uh, the owner's personal and emotional readiness, something that we don't always consider. Uh, How personally attached are they to the business? Do they have relationships and activities outside of the business that uh, that can fill that that void uh, when they leave their business. The data shows us that after one year of exiting their business, 75% of owners regret their decision. 75% and 5% are happy with their exit. So it's a factor that's not really considered, but the data obviously uh, suggests that we really need to give that consideration. We also look at how ready is the business to be purchased? We look at the business through the lens of a buyer. uh, And we do this through a questionnaire called the Value Builder Score Questionnaire. And it really calculates the business's readiness to be purchased. Uh, What we do know is that companies with an average score, when they take this questionnaire of under 60, they only receive a three and a half times multiplier of EBITDA versus a uh, a business that scores over 90 in this readiness questionnaire that received seven times multiple of EBITDA. And let me ask you this. This is a, a test for you. Sorry, right out of the gate. I'm going to ask this. Do you know what EBITDA stands for? I probably can get some of it. Um, I think it's earnings before interest, tax. Maybe you can help me with the rest. You're right. That's exactly right. Uh, Earnings before interest tax, depreciation, and amortization, really just a fancy way of saying net income with add backs. So yeah, so the three factors, the readiness factors, the owner's financial readiness, their personal and emotional readiness, and is the business ready to be purchased? I think that's a great way to start talking about those three factors. And you mentioned the value builder product that BDR has, which I think we'll be coming back to at different points in our conversation here. But what really stuck out to me here, Rhonda, was the statistic that 75% of owners that when they sell their business, they have regrets. That kind of blows my mind. It does. It does. It did me too uh, when I read that data for the first time also. But it's not surprising when we look at all there is to consider 
in selling a business and most owners most people don't know that you know that, that, that these uh they need to really dig into these readiness factors and especially on the personal and emotional side most people don't really give that consideration so it is surprising but when you really drill down and think about it maybe not as much sure sure and i i like how you were kind of targeting us there on the personal and emotional readiness i want to go a little deeper on that because I think most folks understand the financial readiness. Do you have enough money saved and whatnot? And is the business ready? Is it structured to be sold? Talk to me more about the personal and emotional readiness that an owner should have when they're selling their business. Sure, sure. So we look at things like how attached are they to the business? Where are their predominant relationships? If their relationships and activities and their life focus is wrapped up in their business, then there's a higher risk for them that, that they're not going to be satisfied. What, what do they fill that void with? We look at what are called push-pull factors. Um, and, I, and I look at it in terms of, are they running away from something or running to something? So if they have strong relationships and a calling outside of their business, are they attached uh, and have good relationships in their local churches or their, you know, community programs or, or are, are they sitting on boards, you know, of other businesses or things that they're really running to and really digging into, then that risk is much lower versus if everything is wrapped up in their business relationships, activities, and all of those things. Okay. Yeah, that, that helps. It makes me think of my dad a little bit, actually. We were, before he retired, I mean, he wasn't a contractor, but he was kind of a, a hard charging individual and, and gave a lot to his work. And, mm-hmm. and I remember talking with my mom and my sister and we were just like, what is this guy going to do when he stops working? Because right. he puts so much into it. And, and that really connects with me, what you're saying here on the personal and emotional readiness that you actually have to take some time to think about that. Yes. And also, just as an encouragement to uh, business owners out there who are considering uh, exiting their business, they have a lifetime of experience and wisdom to offer. So leaving your business is only just a new season for them to really pour into uh, to others, to maybe other small businesses, you know, and or other relationships or community groups. And it's, it's a great opportunity for them in that season. But you have to really think about it. Yeah, that's wonderful advice and something that maybe not everyone's thinking about when they start this process. So let's kind of get to that point because you've given us some great things they maybe folks should be thinking about when they're starting this process. But how do most contractors really do it when they exit their business, Rhonda? Well, you know, if we kind of circle back on the data that we just discussed, which is uh, 75% uh, regretting and only 5% being happy with it, they are doing it with regret. So they're not giving uh, consideration to all of those readiness factors. But the reality is, is, is most, uh, most owners don't know. And, and that's where uh, having really great partners and resources like our value builder system uh, that BDR uses that really break that down for, for owners uh, to be able to consider and go through that process of readiness determination helps them so that they don't walk away a year later and, and have significant regret that they've made those preparations ahead of time to prepare for that. Yeah, which which makes sense. You have to invest in this process a little bit because how many times are you going to sell your business? Probably once. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's why I like that 
concept of thinking we don't want to run from something we really want to run to something and isn't that true in our lives as well in in big decisions that we make but for owners is to say what is my motivation and if i'm running from something you know take some time to really dig into that and say is this the right decision for me or or something else that cause yeah so what would you say is the biggest surprise to most contractors once they start thinking about exiting or, or actually going through the process sure yeah so i think that there's there's two things that that uh, that i've seen one is certainly the amount of work that it takes to to sell the business well but primarily it's that owners tend to think that their business is worth much more than it actually is mm. Yeah. Well, that that makes total sense too though because you know, they've invested invested so much into it. It's it's uh it's like another child for them. Well, and, sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's probably can be shocking too once once uh, somebody from the outside starts going through your business and uh assessing the value of it from their perspective, if it doesn't align, yeah, that that's a kind of a problem. Right, exactly. I, I think of it as I'm sure you've watched some of those real estate uh, uh, shows as well. Sure. And everybody's attached to their their home. This is a very special house. It should be worth more than what the market is bearing. But the reality is the market's the market. And even though we're emotionally tied, the even the you know the, the, this 30 years of work we've put into it it still boils down to that quantitative and qualitative measure. Uh, and that's where having the audits, you know, through the value builder process can really help an owner come to a, a, an understanding of reality in that. Uh, and then that gives them, empowers them uh, to make decisions on what they want to do to possibly increase their, you know, the value of the business before they sell. Sure. Sure. So interesting. You mentioned the, the real estate shows. One comes to mind right away. There's one called, uh, I think it's Love It or Leave It. Yes. And and they find these couples where one one part of the couple wants to stay in the home and renovate it, and then the other one wants to sell it and move. And, and right. the whole show is about assessing, well, this is how much your house is really worth now, you know, as it stands. Yeah. And this is what you yeah. could have. So, yeah, that's a great analogy you brought up there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's actually a, a great quick question analysis for owners. Do you love it or do you want to leave it? And, uh, and I'm sure that depending on the day that you ask them, the answer would be different. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, that that's great stuff. So now let's kind of uh, come back to how we really do this well. And what are some things that need to be in place for an owner to make a great exit from their business, Rhonda? Sure. So we talked about the personal and, you know, emotional readiness for the owner. We talked about that. Uh, we did mention the financial. Is the owner financially prepared to leave the business? And we also look, is the business ready to be purchased? So let's talk a little bit about that. The readiness of the business. So we look at eight main factors. Uh, those eight factors are the financial performance and reporting of the business. We look at the growth potential of the business, knowing that the buyers are not purchasing the history, they're purchasing the future growth. Can we scale it? We look at the level of independence of the business. We look at the rate of business generates cash. Really, really important. We look at reoccurring revenue, something that we call monopoly control. 
you know, do we have the ability to set our price in the market? Have we commoditized ourselves? How do we differentiate ourselves? We look at our customer satisfaction. How satisfied are our customers? The owner independence. How dependent is the business on the owner? So those are the key eight factors that we look at for the readiness of the business to be sold. Okay. Are there one or two of those? I'm not sure we're going to have time to go through all eight of them. You know, I'm sure they're they're all important, but you know, if you had to pick one or two, which ones would you feel are maybe highly crucial to this process? Sure. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk a second about reoccurring revenue. That's a, a a very important factor determining the multiplier. So there's different levels of reoccurring revenue. And if we look at the lowest value of reoccurring revenue uh, up to the highest value of reoccurring revenue, we look at consumables, okay? And uh, a great example that Value Builder uses is coffee. We'll use that as an example for this description. So the consumable is a, a, a customer drinks coffee. And so uh, there, there's value in that revenue. If we look at you know, moving up the value ladder to what we would call a sunk cost consumable, that would be uh, if our if a customer purchases an espresso machine. Now they're not just a coffee consumer, but now they're a coffee consumer that needs to buy espresso coffee pods. And up one more level of the recurring revenue value ladder is subscriptions. So not only am I a coffee drinker with an espresso machine purchasing Nespresso pods, but maybe I have a monthly subscription for those Nespresso pods. And then one level up from that is auto renewal. So I'm a coffee drinker with an Nespresso machine purchasing Nespresso pods with a monthly subscription that auto renews. Okay, so that's one more level up. And then another level up from that is contract revenue. So where all of those things are true, and now on top of that, I have a Maybe it's a yearly contract with Nespresso where it's pods, products, and other services uh, that I'm purchasing with them. And you can see how with each level up the ladder, that revenue becomes more valuable to a buyer. Sure, sure. Okay, that, that, that really helps to figure out uh, what, what's going on there. I think my wife is somewhere on that scale of <laughs> coffee, one of those top ones anyway. Yeah. Understood. Hey, I'm a, I'm a straight Keurig, K-Cup, Costco, uh, bold blend purchaser. So that's, uh, it doesn't get any better than Costco. That's for sure. Right on. Okay. So recurring revenue is one thing to look at. What would be one more that, that we dive a little deeper on? Yeah. Let's talk a second about, and I'm going to cover two uh, in, in, in this one because they're very similar. Let's talk about the independence. So we look at the level of independence. We don't want the business to be beholden to any one customer, any one employee, or even a supplier. We want diversification. I'll give you a quick example of that. So there's a manufacturer, there's a company, uh, they're a manufacturer of handcrafted merchandising solutions. And what that simply means is they build custom end caps or, I mean, if you're in the Home Depot and you're looking at, at the an end cap of batteries or, you know, Armstrong flooring or things like that, they build those custom solutions. And at one point in their business, that 90% of their revenue was wrapped up in one customer. 90%. Well, you think of the risk to that business if something happens with that one customer, 
that devalues the, uh, that business because there's significant risk there. Uh, now that business worked really hard over several years. They diversified and ended up shrinking that one customer to, you know, 20 to 30% of their revenue. And that strategic decision increased the value of that business. Same thing is true with an owner. What is the owner's independence? How dependent is the business on the owner? If the owner sells everything, manages everything, collects everything, uh, and basically handles all those functions, it devalues the business because it's reliant on that owner. So we really look at owner independence uh, as well as the business's independence on any one customer, employee, or supplier. Okay, that really helps as well. And, and one of the, the themes I'm hearing here is that there's a lot of depth to this analysis. And, you know, you listed eight different factors on whether the business is ready to be purchased. And we already talked about personal financial readiness and personal emotional readiness. We should talk a little bit about how the value builder process works and how that can support someone through this. Because just from the outside, it seems like, well, that's a lot of things to go through and figure out and analyze. It is. It, it, it probably does sound daunting. Yes, I, I would agree. So the value builder process really looks at those three key factors, the readiness factors, and it has questionnaires and tools that help assess where the owner, the seller is at, at this point in their business. So we use, uh, the value builder use, uses a questionnaire called the freedom score, and it walks the owner through where are they in their freedom point, right? So uh, what do they need to retire and sustain and maintain their lifestyle expenses? And so we have a questionnaire for that. Uh, we also have a questionnaire for the personal and emotional readiness, what we call the pre-score, the personal readiness exit score. Again, a questionnaire that walks them through and determines where they are in that process. And we have the value builder, uh, builder score questionnaire uh, that assesses the business. So uh, our recommendation would be that we start with the value builder score and the good news for our owners out there that are interested in that is that the BDR website has great resources available to walk them through this process. Our value builder score questionnaire is up there ready to be utilized. The pre-score questionnaire is there. We've got some free eBooks. We've got uh, an EBITDA calculator there. So there's a lot of great resources to start. I would say this is that for the owners out there that are thinking, I'm, I'm just not sure, ask yourself those three questions. Am I personally ready, emotionally ready to leave? Am I financially ready to leave? Is the business ready? And if they don't know a resounding yes to those three questions, then hop on our website and start with one of those questionnaires, the value builder or the pre-score. Okay, that's great advice, and, and I'm glad to hear that there's tools available that can help someone through this process, because it does seem like there's a lot to it. Now, uh, let me ask you this, Rhonda. How far in advance should somebody start going through this process or thinking about exiting their business? I know there's maybe some folks listening to this that will be you know, they're just starting in their business. Maybe they just bought a business or or there's probably folks that have been in the business 20, 30, 40 years and they're at another end of the spectrum. When should they start thinking about this? 
Sure. So I don't think that it's ever too early to begin thinking about our long-term exit, whether it's three years or five years or 10 years. I don't think that it's too early because here's what we know is that when we go through this process, it reveals to the owner of the business all kinds of opportunities that they can work on. So when we go through that uh, freedom score process to know where do we need to be financially, when we've got that end target in mind, that dictates what we do from this point on. How fast do we need to expedite these changes or these strategies in order to get to that end result? When we take the value builder questionnaire, identifying areas of opportunity in our business, where should we focus on first? Again, with that end goal in mind, if I need to sell my business for 5 million bucks to sustain my lifestyle so I can walk away, what changes do I need to make in my business? What are the things that I need to focus on? So the short answer, back to the short answer, I don't think it's ever too early. Yeah, that rings true to me here. And and I think maybe for some of the folks that are newer to the industry or uh, what have you, that's a great mindset to have as they start their journey is what is my end game here and build towards that as they they go on they may keep their business for 40 years who knows but they can be building it towards these goals that they have as they think about what the future holds so i think that's uh, awesome advice rhonda absolutely yes and i and i would just um if i can Put this out there for those owners who are interested. Like I said, please uh, feel free to hop on our website. So it's bdrco.com slash value dash builder, or they can simply email us at info at bdrco.com. And we are happy and excited to walk them through those initial steps in getting some more information and education on preparing them for a successful exit. Absolutely. And am I, am I correct that some of those uh, initial resources are complimentary, that there's no cost to them? Is that right? Yes, you are correct. We have a lot of really great free stuff up there. Awesome. All right. So we encourage uh, folks to, to check that out, whether you're, uh, you know, leave the business today, love it or leave it, or whether you're just getting going in your journey start thinking about the future and where you want your end goal to be. So uh, Rhonda, fantastic conversation. I think this is a really important topic for our industries that we work in right now, where there's a lot of people going through this process or really thinking about what they're going to do with their business and go to that next season in life, as you said earlier. So what, uh, what final thoughts do you have to share with us today? Yeah, no, I I appreciate that. Thank you again for having me on. Uh, Yeah, just a a word of encouragement to uh, owners out there. Uh, Again, circling back to it's never too early. And this is a much broader concept than, you know, anybody really understands. And take advantage of these resources and, and at least benchmark where am I today And ask yourself, where do I want to be in five years, 10 years, 20 years for our our younger owners? But my, a very wise person said to me once, plant the tree early so that you can enjoy the many years of its full growth. It's never too early to plant the tree. I think that's a a great way to bring this to a close. Plant the tree early. We don't want to be part of that 75% of owners that have regretted uh, how the sale of their business went. So Rhonda, thank you so much for taking us through this topic today. Absolutely. It was my pleasure and good to spend time with you again. Absolutely. Uh, I really enjoyed it and I'm sure we have future episodes on tap, no doubt, you and I. So thank you, Rhonda, and thank you everyone for listening. We will catch you next time.